Blog Talk Radio. I'ma wear it out Phone campaign Don't compare my route And uh Call me to go Price going up Better have my quote I should be celebrated Let me grab my float And I say getting brain From a misty throat Now Barbarini Fettuccine On my plate for dinner Niggas can't see me I'm Houdini And it's just a glimmer Of what I have in store Furthermore Ain't no beginner Who's the dopest of them all? Let me ask my mirror, mirror. Huh, big ego. My ancestors so regal. Rooting for all my people. They try to oppress, but we dread the need, though. Huh, this a redo. Navigation on a clear view. Stop killing each other. We the same hue. From the same block, single from the same stoops. <laughs> Let me pick up with a flow that can hold you like stick-ups Beep, beep, a small setback, a hiccup But now I'm back like a season summer with the heat, heat, heat 2020 full of new growth, stay packed with a new flow <laughs> Ain't these other niggas you know They never lead a block and I'm flying out of heat, bro Oh, here he go, on top like a CEO Danger, call it Mr. Co and different folks Don't wanna see you moving up different strokes Am I visible? Better than any mini miny mo? Here for the gold C3PO Ghost gave me the beat just to hear me glow uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Let me get back, get back to it, right back to it Came out the flames, going right back through it Best is a bop soon as I debut it Never will I stop, nigga thought you knew it If you left my side, you blew it If you counted me out, you stupid Clarity, nigga, no confusion Get back, get back, cause the heat I'm brewing is a Hard to get Wait till you hear this whole new shit Just reloaded my new clip Feeling this bias, it's a pulpit Church, Sunday service can't judge a book by what's on this surface <laughs> I'm so quiet I should make you nervous Send out a PSA, nigga, this is urgent uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? This thing on? Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? What's good, what's good, what's good? It's your boy, Hollywood. This is Hollywood and Friends. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you, however you're listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got a special guest with me today. Anita Jones. Hey, what's going on, world? How's everyone doing out there? We Gucci, we Gucci, we Gucci. How you feeling? How you H-war. feeling on this Sunday? H-war. I'm feeling <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, no good. <laughs> Thanking God, you know. Just thanking him every day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I'm going to let the people know what we're going to be chopping it up about for today. Uh, the Supreme Court is um, an historic uh, nomination happening right now, the first black woman to be 
nominated to the highest court in the land since its inception. Uh, the nomination hearing just happened. Oh, it, I think it just wrapped up last week. Very controversial. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Wendy Williams breaks her silence on her money woes. She's having issues regarding accessing um, her money at the bank. And um, she broke her silence on Instagram about it. We're going to talk about it. Cardi B makes music history. The Oscars are tonight. Sound like you uh you doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you can hear me? You can yeah. hear the background? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I, I thought it was uh soundproof my uh my actual earbuds because I have them in and I thought yeah. that they block out the background but they don't. Yeah. Okay. It depends on the it depends on the settings because I think in certain settings of it it allows it to, and in certain settings it allows it to pick everything up even more. I'm I'm not sure, but um. No, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the Oscars are tonight, and one of the main things I'm looking forward to is Beyonce is going to perform. We're going to talk about that too. What blows mine, that's a little bit later. That's the part of the show we say because our skin works, our nerves. 646-716-8544 is the number you call to chime in. You just press number one. We'll bring you on. Speak your mind. First things first, how was your weekend, Nita? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, my weekend has been very productive. Um, I've just been waking up at the crack of dawn and grinding and grinding and grinding it out, just constantly working towards those goals. Yeah. That's what my weekend been filled with. And I actually just came back from running around Walmart, Costco's, you know, making those errands, getting them in. Right. Before I sit back at this computer for some more hours. Hours and hours. Yeah, I know. I know how hard it is. Uh, you're working right now, day in and day out. Um, but it'll be all worth it when it's all said and done. Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Um, working a different way, writing, um, thinking of uh, new content for social media, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. That's pretty much it. I, I I went to I went to see a movie last night, um, and there was something else I did that that I was going to talk about, and not did but watched, and I can't think of it right now. But yeah, my weekend my weekend was pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. So um. How we usually start this show. This is your second time on, by the way, for those who listen in. You need to join us on probably about a month ago. And that was a dope, uh, some dope banter between uh, me, you, and my boy, Rel. Uh, so welcome back, first off. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. I want yeah, to be anywhere so. in the world but here. <laughs> well, Hollywood is friends. That part, that part. So how we usually kick this show off, 
is with the question of the day. Changes every week. This week's question of the day is, if you found $1,000 cash on the ground, what would you do with it? 646-716-8544, that's the number, just a reminder, and you will press 1 at any time throughout the show if you want to chime in. But I'm going to ask you, Anita, if you found $1,000 cash on the ground, what would you do with it? Well, you know, depending on the setting, right, depending on the location, if there's people around, the first thing I would do is inquire and ask those mm. that are close and close net, is this your money? Did anybody okay. lose money? Is this your money? Is any, did anyone drop money? And I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at reading people, so I think I would know if this person is being honest, right, right. or dishonest, right. and I would make a judgment call at that point. And if no one claims it, I'm definitely putting that in my pocketbook and keeping it pushing. That part. That part. Um, I, I agree. I agree with that because there has been several instances. My first instinct when I see money on the on the on the floor, particularly inside, not outside. Now, if outside, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm probably just picking it up and. It's gone. It's it's gas money now. <laughs> At these gas prices, that or that's one fill up. But um, because typically outside people are just walking, walking, walking. But if if I'm in a setting like um inside indoors and someone's around, I do the same thing. I'll ask like, uh, did you drop this? Um. So yeah, that's good answer. Good answer. And my reasoning behind it is, if I lost that kind of money, I would would some I would like for someone to take that same approach, right? I would like for them to yeah. inquire to see if it's mine. So I I strongly believe that you know what you put into the universe, you get back out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you, I've seen I've seen situations where someone would do that, and like you said, you, uh, being a good reader of people, you could tell like if they're just saying that to say it. Because I've seen videos where the people be like, oh, I just dropped that. Or I've seen situations where people do um, not pranks but, like, experiments where they'll drop money intentionally just to see if the person that it's by will be honest about it. And most times in all the videos I've seen, the person will lie and be like, yeah, that's mine. I just dropped it and stand down, patting their pockets and everything, like, I just dropped it. What do you? And then you're lying. Right. Exactly. And I've seen those videos as well. You know, videos um around, you know, like that. What you just yeah. described. Lot, lot happening. So um yeah, but let's move on to what's hot in these blogs. One of the biggest things is this historic. Supreme Court nomination. <laughs> I'm 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 laughing because <laughs> I, whatever you're doing right now is still. <laughs> oh, you can hear me? What? Oh man, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I 
just threw well, something in the trash can, and you could hear that clear, huh? Wow. Yeah. Up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yo, it's my it's, bad. It's my hilarious. bad. It's it's hilarious to me because. Um, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a while, and I'm usually on with our good friend, Judy, Judy Blue, and it's times where she would be doing things, <laughs> and it'd be the funniest, the funniest shit in the world, because eventually our producer, Stacey, would be like, um, what's that sound? <laughs> yeah, stop moving. So I, it's just funny. But, um... Yeah, let's move. <laughs> my bad, world. My bad. And the crazy thing is, I'm constantly muting because I do, you know, sit through a, through Zoom often, and I usually do mute my mic. So I don't, I, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart today, but I'll definitely <laughs> fix it. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so this uh, Supreme Court. Um, nomination, this historic Supreme Court nomination, Judge uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, she's the first black woman to be nominated for the Supreme Court, which is wild in itself, right? Like, um, all these years, and now we get we're getting this nomination, and of course it's it's not it's coming not without pushback. And when it was first even announced that President Joe Biden was even considering nominating a black woman, there was pushback before he even announced who it was. It was from the opposition to be uh <laughs> politically correct from from you know you know you know who I'm talking about you listening from the opposition they were like why would why is he just automatically going to put a black woman nominate a black woman yada yada and it's like why not it's time it should have been happened if for nothing else, just for representation, you have one black man on the Supreme Court, which I'm going to get talk about him in a second because he's he's black, but I don't know if he's really for the for for us, if you will. But um, anyway, Biden announced his nomination, Katanji Brown Jackson, the woman who's extremely qualified, more qualified than any of the other justices currently sitting on the Supreme Court. Fast forward to the nomination hearing. If you're unfamiliar, if anyone listening, it's a hearing that you go through, you get appointed, um, and then senators gets to ask a series of questions to you to um it's a, it's a hearing to determine, I guess, to get into who you are, your your history as a judge, your character, because the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land, and it's a lifetime 
appointment. Once you're up there, you're up there, I guess, till you die. And most times when an issue is unable to be resolved on a state level in the courts, it'll get taken all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they'll have the final decision on said matter. So it's a big deal. It's a big position. So Katanji Brown Jackson's hearing was this week, and we we watched some together, you and I, Nita, and I listened to a lot of it. I, I didn't watch it fully through from start to finish because it's hours long. But there were some moments that stuck out to me that I want to talk about. And it is it was the the constant um I'm trying to think if I should I guess it is considered uh mm, I disrespect it keeps popping in my mind, but I wanna use a different word. <laughs> But uh, let's talk about Ted Cruz, for instance, just one of the senators that had a line of questioning with Katanji. And with most of the Republican senators, it seemed, they were all trying to get to figure out why Katanji ruled the way she ruled on certain child pornography cases. They felt she ruled, uh, what's the word, unfairly. They felt she gave these cases a slap on the wrist, that she wasn't hard enough on them. And it seemed like that's the only gripe or only thing they can pull from in terms of trying to discredit her or make her look a certain way. So with every Republican senator that asked her their line of questioning, that was the focus. Why on this case, despite the recommendations, et cetera, you only sentenced this person to this, or you only did this? That was the thing. So, and it was a constant, constant. Even when she answered it, I guess the answer wasn't, good enough for them so that was the main thing and it just kept on kept on like and i'm just watching this like are y'all serious do you remember what what you saw how they were acting or the when they were giving her her line of questioning because i know yes, you, you, I you've seen some of it yeah but i'm not sure exactly how much you you saw but but what did you think about um, the questioning, or just how they were questioning. The process, right? So the process, the process. that she had to go yeah. through in order to get to that position. Um, again, just like you, I watched pieces of it. I didn't get the opportunity to watch it from beginning to the end. But when I did hone in on it, right, when I did pay attention to it, I primarily was focused on her. I was focused on her response, how she responded. And, right. you know, first and foremost, I just want to say congratulations, Ms. Jackson. We started from the bottom, now we're here. 
That Started from the bottom, now we here. And I'm proud that you made it to that position in the Supreme Court as a judge. Congratulations, my beautiful black woman. We moving forward, right? And they can't stop us. So continue to break those glass ceilings, floors, walls, and doors, and you'll be there to start off. Secondly, when she was responding, she wasn't responding reactively. She was very proactive about it. Like, for example, when that specific senator, and I don't remember his name, but I do know that he was a Republican, when he was being very challenging and not allowing her to get her thoughts, her answers out, right, because when he would ask her a question, it required an answer. And as she Mm -hmm. attempted multiple times to answer the question, he would cut her off, and I liked how she did not allow that, right, to affect her. I like how she applied her emotional intelligence because that's very hard to do when you allow someone to speak and then when it's your turn to speak and then they cut you off. It can become very frustrating, but she handled that very well. Very well. She handled it very well, so two thumbs up for for Miss Jackson for that. Mrs. Jackson for that. And that's what I was paying attention to specifically. Um, It was crucial. It was crucial for her. But she stood strong. She stood her ground. She stuck to her values. She stuck to her judgment call. She shared that with the world. And I'm happy that she has that position. I'm proud. We in there. Yeah, she definitely deserved the, the the nomination based on her uh, credentials alone. She's over um, super qualified. Uh, and now it goes to the actual, I guess, voting process. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It seems like it's like, for one, she don't need any of the Republicans to vote for her because right now is a 50, 50, in a 50-50 situation, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker. So if she got all of the Democrats to vote for her and then all the Republicans said, nah, we don't want to, she would still be appointed because Kamala Harris would be the the tiebreaker. Now, That's dope. Um, That's dope. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, a lot of the speaking back to what you were saying her her composure and stuff was definitely something to commend because when you look at how she had her hair in and the way she responded to the criticism and tough questions and not being able to get her answers out before being cut off she still kept that poise and that composure and patience and I it read in the face though. <laughs> Growing up black, you know what them facial expressions was meaning, and exactly. she definitely you know holding <laughs> exactly. it in, but giving you that like, I know, I know. I wish, I wish she was able to. We just... <laughs> was in a different place at a different time, right? Because you right. get the business. Because they would have got it. They would have got it, and rightfully so. Cause, cause, come on, y'all, 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 y'all was being very, very, very disrespectful. Um, and then comparing it to the previous justice that was nominated by that last administration, um, Brett Kavanaugh. Well, no, he wasn't. Was he the last one, or was the female? It was a, it was a female that was after him, Amy Co- Amy Cohen, I think her name was. But let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh. He was another uh, 
judge that was had to go through this situation, and he was grilled on his the things he's done throughout his career. And when you look at the difference between how he was reacting to how Mrs. Jackson was reacting, night and day. And it's also kind of sad in a sense because, you know, like we as black people in any field, we got to be perfect, right? You got to go that extra, extra mile to, to do things that some others might just could breeze by or get away with. So Brett right. Kavanaugh was able to be up there and like outbursts and crying and just lost all composure at times. And it was okay in a sense. <laughs> but let let uh Mrs. Jackson had broke down in any way, it would have been looked at as a weakness, I feel. It probably would have been used against her. I don't think it would have been received the same way. But it just goes to show we got to always be on. Like, despite how she was feeling, she had to, like, hold it together. And she got through it. She got through it. So, once again, congratulations to Katanji Brown. And we'll see what happens when it comes to this voting process. She would be the second black person on the Supreme Court, first black woman ever. So congratulations. Congratulations. We made history for sure. Definitely. Yes. Um, yes. Let's talk about the other... Um, black person that's on the Supreme Court. Uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, who was just in the blogs and made news because of his wife, actually. First it was him because I think he was hospitalized for having, like, flu-like symptoms or something like that. So that was in the news. But then this story came out where it talked about his wife and the text messages that leaked with her, between her and some people at the White House, where she was one of the main ones, like, championing for them to overturn the election once that guy got voted out. You know how it was this whole big thing, right, where he, 45, was saying that it was stolen and he wanted to get it overturned. And it's, it was this whole thing, even a case that went to the Supreme Court where he was trying to have certain records sealed to not Are make public. Are you referring public. to Clarence Thomas, the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court? Yes. Okay. So his wife, uh-huh. his wife, who's a white woman, she, these text messages just leaked the other day with her um, really going in about 
we need to push to get this election overturned, yada, yada. Uh, Virginia Thomas? Virginia Thomas. Thomas. Mm -hmm. Sent 29 text messages to former advisor Mark, Mark urging him not to concede called Joe Biden victory, the greatest heist of our history. She was on it. And the texts are among two, three hundred and twenty messages. She was on it. That she provided to the committee. Mm. Now that this has come to light, it automatically makes people look at Clarence. Because you are sitting on the highest bench, right? As a Supreme Court judge, and any judge, actually, you should be unbiased in any and every case. You're supposed to be neutral. But when you have someone like your wife who you have pillow talk with, you at the dinner table with, clearly expressing her feelings on this feeling like this election was stolen. It's hard to believe that you don't have same feelings, similar feelings. She immediately came out to try to shield him, I guess, by saying that he had no knowledge of her texting uh, this man. But then you have the case I just mentioned that went to the Supreme Court where 45 was trying Uh to get the records sealed, certain records sealed from being made public. Uh Um, Eight to one was the vote to that said these records needs need to be out. Guess who the one was? Who voted no? Who was the one? Who was the one? Take a wild guess. Clarence Thomas himself was the one. I was gonna say that <laughs> that these records shouldn't be made public. Now you have that and now with these text messages that come out from his wife so adamantly feeling like this election was rigged, trying to get people to not concede and all of this. It's like, nah, he's not good to be up there. He actually needs to be impeached or changed. And a lot of times judges, they they probably are, um, you know, biased about things, but we don't know it. But when it's brought to light that you have such a strong stance on something like this, how can we trust you to make a fair decision on certain cases? It's hard to because he is supposed to have an impartial judgment is what that's called, right? Impartial judgment. So if he's not practicing that, then obviously something is wrong. And it should be corrected. Um, not sure how it works because I want to make it clear I'm not big. I am not the biggest political person. 
you know, you may want to talk to. I am, you know, I have knowledge in and around it, and if there's certain things I want to know with regards to politics, I'll go look for the answer, but I'm not big on politics, right? However, yes, that is a problem, and it should be looked at. Definitely. And Uh, as a black man, how do you feel? You know what I mean? How do you feel as a black man with a white wife who's opposed to what just made history? Right? How does that make you feel? I wonder right. about that. And and I'm almost certain he feels the same way he feels. Um, a listener said uh, when in law school, um, the Black Law, Associ- law Students Association, they had a shirt hanging on the wall that said, with Clarence's face on it, and it said, every brother ain't a brother. And I just said this yesterday. I'm like, he, yeah, you a black man, but that doesn't mean you are for black people. You got some exactly. black people who don't like themselves. You got some black people right. who don't even look at us the same. Still would call us our, our name in disgust. Look at these hoodlums. Look at these yada yadas. Look at these n words. Like, and 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 that negative. Uh, Wait. Yes, because of the lack of being in tune with the self, being in tune with self, black self, and self-hate. That's where that developed. Self-hate. You were self-hate. Self-hate. So I'm curious to see how this particular thing plays out. There's already a petition online that once Clarence removed, I feel like it definitely is uh, rightfully, rightfully so. At least, at least an investigation. But yeah, you need to be impartial. You need to be unbiased. And I don't think that that's the case for this man to be up there for a lifetime. And meanwhile, the opposition over here grilling Katanji about her record and her her education even at times. Just wow. Wow <laughs> to think like Good on good on the college students who created those T shirts. Right. I support that. I support right. that. Every brother ain't a brother. That's a word. <clears throat> Let's move on. In other news, moving along, news. moving along, moving along. One thing, sidebar, I want to talk about, and it's kind of uh, sad, but it was it was weighing on me since I've seen this video floating around, and I wanted to give a rest in peace to. Uh, Tyree Sampson, I think is how you uh, pronounce his name. Tyree Sampson. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with the name, he was the 14-year-old who just died from a ride in Orlando. It was an amusement park ride where he fell out of it. It was one of those, like, um, 
is it called the slingshot? It's not a slingshot, oh, wow. but I want to say the name was. It's I don't know what what the name of it is called, but it's a ride that takes you up and then just drops you straight down. Everyone sits sits on sits around the ride and it takes takes you up and this was the tallest I want to say in the world or at least in the country over 250 feet 430 feet excuse me high in the sky and then brings you down so Tyree is a bigger kid He's 14 year old, years old, but he stood at six feet five, over 350 pounds. Wow! At that's his a young big age, kid. he's a big kid. He's already playing football. Like he's a big kid. Now I've read that he was denied access to several other rides in this park prior to this ride because of his height and weight. And somebody was negligent in allowing him to get on the ride. Not only that, when I look at the pictures that's out, him sitting next to his friends, their safety bar that goes, you know when you get on rides, the bar that comes over your shoulders and clamps clamps down. Clicks, clicks yes, down. absolutely. I love rides. I love adventure yeah. parks. I know exactly what you're referring to. They are standards that you His must meet. was not down, not nearly as much as his friends were. Like, so just looking at the picture alone, I would not have felt comfortable allowing him to ride this ride because his his bar was sitting at like a – damn near 90-degree angle compared to his friends. Wow. And he himself even felt something was wrong with it. His friends was reported as saying that he was like, like, what's going on with this? It doesn't feel like it's secure. And I don't know at what point throughout this would you, why wasn't it brought to the attendant's awareness or why the attendant wasn't, smart enough to realize it's not going to work for you. Even if you was going to let him get on initially, once he sat down and this thing wasn't all the way down, why did you continue to let him ride this ride? It's one of the saddest videos I've seen. It actually is making me second guess getting on rides. Like I love roller coasters in particular. I never liked these type of rides that just ones that just want to take you up and just drop you down for no reason or spin you around, make you dizzy. I was never into those, yeah. but it just it just makes you like think like, damn. It's, and it's, which it's unfortunate. Park it's called Icon Icon Park. Mm. Icon Park in Orlando. And the name of the ride is called Orlando Freefall. That's what it's called. Wow. So Orlando you know for fact now they're reliable, right? Yes. They're liable now. Yep. And so, you know, very sad. That's very touching. I yeah, uh, I just learned about that. And at one point, right? So when we look at the big picture, at what point did his loved ones and even himself 
say this is not safe, right? While he while he was on it, his friends who were sitting next to him reported us saying that he was feeling like, I don't know when, I don't know if it was soon as he sat down or if it was like when the ride was about to start going up. I'm not sure at what point, but they said he expressed, um, like, what's going on with this? He even told his friends, if I don't make it down, tell my mama and daddy I love them. That's how unsafe he felt on this ride. Still made a decision to ride it. Right. And I'm not sure exactly, again, how it went, at what point, if the ride was already, you know, beginning to ascend, and then he was feeling this way, or if it was while it was sitting there waiting, because it's, it's unfortunate. It should have it never happened, but this park is definitely going to be held uh, liable for Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because it is, they it's knew crazy. that he didn't meet the qualifications and still exactly. let the boy get on that ride. You exactly. know, that doesn't make any sense. You know, everybody at that point involved should have said, don't ride the ride. Don't exactly. put your life in jeopardy. You know, but it's very sad. Very, very, very sad. Very. You know, you got to consider the age of, of, you know, him and then right. his his crew who he rode right. with, they're young, yep. you know, risky. Mm-hmm. So they took that risk, and that, that that was a wrong risk to take. You know, that's yeah. very sad. I said my love and condolences to his parents and family as well. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, it's, it's up to the atten- attendees, the attendants, sorry, to uh, – to make sure that the people are good. You know, when you sit on the ride, they go around, they push the things down on you to make sure it's, it's set in place. And it's like, if even if me as a person wants to get on this ride, you as the attendant should have the training to know when it's not going to work out. Absolutely. And for that reason... That park is going to shut down. Shut it down. Yeah, I definitely feel like it should be shut down. Like, not just that ride. Like, and I even read something about in 2020, a a construction worker or something fell from a ride, some shit like that at the same park. And it's like, something's up. Something's up with that park. Yeah, so I just wanted to send my condolences and speak his name, Tyree Sampson, rest in peace, because that it was tragic to see. And, yeah. Let's move on. What are we so talking sad. about? Um, Wendy Williams breaks her silence on her money woes. So, Wendy Williams, you know, there's a whole lot going on. I don't know too much about it. But in a nutshell, uh, she has a bank. Uh, well, Wells Fargo, I believe it is. Or is it Bank of America? Let me double check. But she's with a bank, and they are withholding her Which access. Wells Fargo. 
Wells Fargo. They were withholding her access to her money because they are deemed they have deemed her um not of sound mind, I guess. Um I don't know how this works, but apparently there was a doctor. There were some people involved. Wendy made a video on Instagram. She named names, and she mentioned there was a former doctor of hers who, I guess, gave the okay that, yeah, she's not well. And with that, they froze her funds, froze her out of her accounts. And I want to talk about this and get your opinion on it because I'm trying to understand why this is even a possibility. How can a bank have that authority to freeze me out of my account? Like, imagine working as long as Wendy Williams worked and you have millions of dollars in your account at your big old age and you can't even go to the bank to get money out? That's crazy. Super crazy. And it's like... I wonder if that's part of conservation ship which is similar to what Britney Spears experienced. Yeah. But I'm not sure how it works if the bank has the ability to do that. Yeah, I definitely was thinking the same. It's like definitely along those lines. Um, was it, but, was yeah. it, you know, because they can implement that if it went through the court and the judge approved that someone has to manage her financial affairs, conservation shit is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Conservatorship, it's, excuse me. It just is is wild to me. Like when I read this, that's crazy. And it's like, come on. At first, I thought that's like, crazy. did she have like a? a uh, an agreement with the bank, like, yo, like, if I ever don't look well or whatever, like, hold my money. Like, you know how you imagine somebody would do this if they absolutely just don't trust nobody around them <laughs> type shit? Right, if but, she signed some paperwork and yeah. is unaware that she did, that's um, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And then or you have I her herself. Or I she's omitting information to the public. Never know. Like, is she omitting the fact that she actually signed a conservation ship form or something in and around that, right? Because I'm not mm-hmm. aware of what that is when the bank can tell you you can't take your own money. You know, never heard of it before. So she's, uh, like, basically pinpointing her former management um, as to the why this is the case and it's one of those things like it it, it would be uh, it would suck if it's just on some bad blood type of situation like you know 
she's ready to fire some people or something, and then here they go, trying to like. Right. Well, go you know the Wendy Williams' reputation. Right. You know, you know her rep. What you put out, you you know, it it, it may come back to you, and you just don't know how. And this shit is like it's like it's it's wild when you think about it, right? Because her. It's like she was on the up, and then all of a sudden, a few months ago, it's like everything just started going down, it seems. Like, she was having, like, health um, issues, and then all of a sudden, she wasn't back on her show, then all of a sudden, her show is, like, no longer, and then, and then now the bank is, like freezing the money, and it's like, what the, what is, what is going on? You know, maybe what on the exterior, it appeared that she was on the up, but you know, the universe don't forget about some of the things you've done, you know, and what mm. she really, did she really seek redemption? You know, did mm. she really ask for forgiveness? Did she really pour her heart and mean what she said she mean when she did get on her show? and began to apologize about some of the things that she have done to certain people, artists, and, 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 you know, throughout her career. Because, you know, Whitney have done a lot of things. I remember when I was a kid, when, uh, when we was living in 2940. Shout out to Coney Allen, by the way. 31st is the worst. You know what I mean? That's in that apartment in 12H, and I was in the back room, the girls' room, we used to call it, because all the girls stayed in there. <laughs> right, know? right. And looking out that project window, and that's when we used to listen to the radio. We didn't have, you know, IG and YouTube and right. Pandora's and such. Nobody right. was streaming anything. We was listening straight to the radio. And I believe at this time, either she, I believe she was on, she could have been on BLS, but I think she was on Hot 97, and she began to talk about Method Man, that whole situation about his wife yeah, and their personal business. And that really hurt Meth. You know what I mean? And so sometimes Method Man, by the way, shout out to Method Man. Man, every day, you know, you look like you're getting younger, by the way. You look like you're getting younger. Keep doing what you're doing. Darn it, you know? And so, uh, you know, when you do things, just remember, it could have been 30 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, if you're not really, for, for, you know, putting forgiveness out there, really true, you know, honest, wholeheartedly, then, hey, that thing could turn around and come back and bite you. And so mm-hmm. I strongly believe that, you know, maybe she forgot that the table is still turning maybe i you know i'm not claiming that for wendy but that's the reality right of it yeah and in this video it's probably about i don't know two minutes long or something and she's when she's naming these names and um one thing she kept saying over and over is it's this is not fair and it's definitely not right and every couple of lines, she kept saying it again, like, and it's, this is, it, and it's not fair, and it's not right. And I was thinking, like, for one, I'm used to seeing Wendy whenever I see her being, like, more assertive, being more like, you know, like, take charge. And in this video, she seemed to be more like, like, 
you know, instead of saying like, I don't know, I, y'all gonna see me because this is my money, you know, like y'all playing with my money, I am good, ain't nothing wrong with me, you know, da da da, like more, you know. But it was real Clap like, back. yeah, it was more like, this, yeah, and it's not fair, and it's not right, and it's like, I was wondering like, what's up, like, but. I don't know. I, I just I just wanted to work out, and she seemed good in in the videos that's surfacing online. She seemed like you know she's of sound mind and body. I just think is definitely unfair and wild that a bank can freeze your money like that. That's the ultimate thing yeah, for me. Crazy. It's like, come on, like. That, the sun wasn't shining bright that morning for Wendy. <laughs> um, some a listener says for her protection, and I guess that's something they do. Like, if they feel, you know, you may be under duress or something, or like, you know, gonna pull out money for anybody, you know, you're being, like, told to take certain money out, you know, and they feel like you're not doing it in the right mindset, they'll do it supposedly for your protection. But it's like, if I want to empty my account, let me empty my account. (laughs) Mind your business. (laughs) Let me empty my account. Like, come on, it's my money. It's my money, and I want it now. How that commercial went back in the day. That's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Well, Wendy, I'm from... praying for oh, you. Okay. Yeah. A listener said, someone said maybe she called high and requested some money from an account that doesn't exist or whatever, and that set up a flag <laughs> with the bank. <laughs> someone else said her. Her ex confirmed she allegedly had a major health scare, so she may be all the way she may not be all the way back mentally if she dealt with some substance issues. Someone else said if she's a drug user, allegedly, maybe she was trying to pay a pusher. Hmm. 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 But again, it's all it's all you know, speculation and I, I just trying feel to like get to your pusher man. Yo, I'm your pusher man. Yo, I was listening to that song heavy around Halloween time last year. I'm your pusher <laughs> man. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, we're going to pray for Wendy Williams, and hopefully this all works out, and hopefully the bank let her get to her bread. It's, that's what the that's what it's all about. Like, come on. Show me the money. Let's move on. Cardi B made music history. Have you heard? I was asking you, Nita. Oh, okay. I've heard through (laughs) you. I was asking you, have you You heard? I heard through the grapevine, (laughs) through the grapevine, through Hampton Blue Network, you know, and um, congratulations, Cardi. Congratulations, Congratulations Cardi. Now, she made history for what? She's the first 
her album, her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, becomes the first album in RIAA history to have every track platinum or higher. Every single song from the beginning to the end, platinum. Go Cardi. Go Cardi. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. And platinum is over a million sold. And, you know, we're we're in streaming time, so I forget exactly how many streams it takes to equate to an album sell, but there's a a system in place since nobody's really buying physical albums anymore. So Uh there's a certain amount of streams that equates to one album sell. And Cardi is one of those artists that has billions, you know, so of, of streams. And this is this is what is allowing her album to break this record. First album in history, so. Go Cardi, you know, Cardi representing B. the BX, representing the BX, you know. You know, although it's the generation after me, you know, she's the generation, you know, after me when it comes to hip-hop. You know, you know, yeah. you already know, H. Wood, I'm about the 80s and 90s. Right, right. 2000s hip hop, not too fond of what's going on and how things are moving. But you know, the girl code is bringing that flavor back out. I do got got love for Cardi B. You know, my favorite track on that album is uh, uh, that's where it stops for me. But um, she is doing the thing, you know, representing the Bodequas. Shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to Cardi B. Congratulations, congratulations. She's currently working on her second her second album. It's crazy to think that was her first album, her debut album. Someone who people initially didn't even think was capable. And then look. Right, you know, because honestly, seeing her come up, right, because I've watched her come up, you know, her come up process, and I, I'm for one, is one of the people who wouldn't, I I didn't see it coming at all, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't see it coming, and so, you know, she, you know, chose, you know, uh, her path, and, you know, she dealt with adversity the way she felt was best for her, um, and, you know, I can only be proud, you know, of the end result, the end product. So, you know, do you think, Cardi? Um, our producer Stacy just um, gave me the numbers. So 1,500 streams equals 10 track sales, which equals one album sale. This is via the RIAA. And 150 streams equals one track sale. So... She's doing them numbers. Yeah, them numbers. She's doing them She's numbers. Putting them numbers for sure. Doing numbers. Thanks for the clarification. Thanks for Men the clarification, Stacy. Women lie. Numbers don't. You already know. I'm tired of arguing <laughs> with people about that. Now we're going in whole ground now. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Hold. Shout out to Hold, by the way. What up, Hold? I'm for the next project because I know you in there cooking. I know you in there cooking. I miss you. Speaking, speaking of Hove, I did hear 
there are some rumblings that he is in the studio, that he's been meeting up with some producers. So it's, it's, he could be about to come out with something soon. His last album was 444, and that was kind of like a surprise album in a sense. You, I, I don't know if you remember the rollout. They would put up these orange billboards everywhere, and it just said 444, like a clock. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. no one knew what it was, and then the words started getting around, like, that's apparently Hov's album, and then sure enough, that's what it was. So it's some rumblings that he might be working on something. It's always the time for Hov. Listen. Listen, BK, stand up. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Speaking of Hove, let's talk about his wife, Beyonce, who is scheduled to perform tonight at the Oscars. It's her first time being nominated in all her career, and she's nominated for the song from the King Richard soundtrack. It's called Be Alive, one of your favorite songs right now, and I could say it's one of my favorite songs, too, just from the subject matter and how it's was presented. Um, what do you think about her performing tonight on the Oscars? Listen, uh, first I want to make it clear. It, it goes hold B Alicia Keys for me. That's 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 how it goes for me, right? Okay. And so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, B, I already know you bringing it. Period. It's I I I don't have no doubt about it. Anything she does turns into gold. And I'm just excited, can't wait to see uh, how she's going to address the world with this one because that song is very powerful. That song, yeah. excuse me, that song is a powerful song. And it conveys a powerful message. And I love that yeah. song. And, and I just know that she's not going to let anyone down. She doesn't let herself down, first and foremost. So all we got to do is put the popcorn whether you're going to do it over the stove and shake it, or you're going to throw it in the microwave in the back, back get your little butter, and, 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 and wait for the curtains to open because she's going to bring it. Period. She ain't playing. You know she ain't playing. Don't get me started with Beyonce. You know those conversations I have with people about hip-hop artists, and then somebody start going, well, you know, Beyonce, I'm like, this conversation is over. Because if you don't get it, then we probably not going to get along too much. So We're not oh. going to get along if you don't like Beyonce. <laughs> Word. I agree. I agree. It's going to be Beyonce's first performance in over two years. And the last time she performed, it wasn't even like a show show. It was at the unfortunate passing of uh, Kobe Bryant where she performed two songs at his Celebration of Life. Prior to that, it probably was, what, like Coachella or something, like her last perform, like show show performance. So an award show performance, I can't even tell you when the last time that was. So it's definitely going to be something where, you know, when you, when you don't do it for that long, and she never disappoint anyway, but it's something mm-hmm. about it being your first time back after a while, so... Like you said, that song is powerful. There's a big message in it. And that, that movie is super inspirational. Very. And, if you haven't and checked it out, go watch it. King Richard, go see that. Yeah. Um, It just, 
it's it's something. So I'm looking forward to seeing how she how she brings the song to life as well. So be sure to tune in for that. And I'm also looking forward to seeing if Will Smith get his first Oscar for Best Actor. Because he should have been gotten it. I felt for the pursuit of happiness, he should have gotten it. For Ali, this man been doing his, his thing. His resume extends so far. You're right. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, Holly was the first, wasn't she? Well, she was the first female, first, first black female, right, to get an Oscars. And then who was the first black male? Wasn't it Denzel? Sidney Poitier, I think. Sidney Poitier, I want to say it was. He was the first black Sydney, um, actor. Sidney Poitier. Was the, is that a female? No, it's a, it's, he's a guy. Is that the one that used to play on that old show, that old TV show? Um, what is the name of that show? Um, I can't even tell you what the movie was cop? he won for, but you know when you see his picture, you're going to be like, oh, okay. You know, I'm sure you know who he is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just confirmed he he was the first black um actor to win for for best actor, and the first black woman was Hattie Mc Hattie McDaniel. Oh, Hattie McDaniel. Yeah. Okay. That was Holly Berry's first Oscar. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you, you, okay. So Hattie McDaniel was the first black. Sorry, this is Stacy. Hattie McDaniel was the first black woman to ever win an Oscar, but she won in the supporting category. But you're right that okay. Hallie was the first first black woman uh-huh. to win okay. in best actress category. And uh, right. yeah, she's the only one. Right. And she's the only one since, which is crazy, you know. And the first right. black woman. Right. And the reason why she feels so connected to Dorothy Dandridge is because Dorothy Dandridge was the first black woman to be nominated in that category. And that was like 40 years prior to Halle or whatever. So, you know, that's how the Oscars are. <laughs> that's nuts right. when you think about it, right? Like we, 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 uh, as black people, you know, we put in the work a lot of, and a lot of times you, you see movies and you just automatically feel like, nah, they, they should get something, you know? And then to not even get a nomination is nuts. That means you right. saying like what, all of them black led movies wasn't good enough apparently throughout all the years. Well, you know they were good they enough. Were. It's just again, you know those black ceilings, floors, and doors. You know what that is. You know to mm-hmm. maintain that oppression and to keep it going. But see, and they let one in every so often. Let one through. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's give Holly this, and then hold. Honey, years later, the next one to come in and win again. Uh huh. You know, but see, sometimes talent—the talent is so evident, like you just can't, you can't deny it. Can't be denied. Right. And I feel like that about Will. He better get it. Can't be denied. Who are you going up against, by the way? I was just literally <laughs> pulling that up um, <laughs> right now. So, uh, <laughs> um, Denzel was in this category with him. Uh, it's for the tragedy of Macbeth. 
This is from Apple TV, so a lot of people probably didn't even see it. It's um, Shakespeare, is it? Um, is it Shakespeare? No, it's not Shakespeare. What is Macbeth? Uh, I want to say Shakespeare. It is. Yeah. So it's that movie that Denzel is in on um, Apple TV, uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, is not your typical movie. It's. It, I think you got to have like a – you got to be into Shakespeare to really, like, get into it. It's real poetic in that way, in the way it's filmed and, you know, all of that. It, I feel like cin- cinematic, um, cinematography of it, I feel like it was dope. Like, the way it was shot and um, it's black and white, but it's like um, – it's not like your typical like black and white movie. Just the way the whole setup of it was dope. So for that reason, I feel like that movie should get something. But in terms of actor, I think Will Will got him beat on it. And in terms of like what what he had to give for King Richard, who else is in this? I don't even know these other people. Benedict Cumberbatch, never heard of him. Probably know the face if I see it. For the Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, another person, probably know the face, don't know the name. Tick Tick Boom is a movie. Javier Bottom, don't know the name, probably know the face. But being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of times with these award shows, particularly like, particularly like the Oscars, it's always the ones we don't know a lot of times that be winning. You'd be like, who? What? Right. Never heard of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Will um, got that Denzel in Washington. Can. I listen it's to say Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel himself even feels Will should get it. He expressed that to him. Um, yeah. I think it's time. I wonder, let me look up when's the last, like, Best actor. Let's see. It might have been Denzel. Shout out to the Smith, by the way. I love Will Smith. I love Jada Pickett. I love their whole movement. Uh, shout out to them overall. Um, trying to find out real quick before we wrap this part of the show up. When was the last black actor, best actor, win? Uh, let's see. I want to say Mahashala, Mahashala Ali. He won. No, that's supporting. That's supporting. Now nah, I'm looking mm-hmm. for the best actor. Main role. Was it was it Forrest? When did Denzel win? Let me find that out. I think it might have been Forrest Whitaker in two thousand and six. Mm. Over a decade ago, huh? For the last King of Scotland. Mm. Let me see. That might be. 
the last time for actor. I'm going to double check, but I feel like that might be the last time that a black man won for best actor. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's the, that was the last time. It's confirmed. That's a long time ago. Yeah, over a decade now. Yeah. And also shout out to Anjanu Ellis. She also deserves her nomination yes. tonight. She's been in the business for a very long time. She played the mother in King Richard. You know, she's a great actress, so shout out to her. Yes. And she's also oh, best yeah. supporting, is it? Or best actress? It's mm-hmm. supporting. supporting. A ton of black okay. women. Yeah, a ton of black women have won in the supporting category. I'm looking at that list. Uh, yeah. So we're still waiting Regina for the King was the last <laughs> one for If Bill Street Could Talk in 2018. Right, but we still waiting for that best actress again. That's right, 21 right. years. Let's go. Is there, wow. any black, is there any black women lead actresses in the category for tonight? No. No. And to me, Viola should have gotten it in the best actress category when she did Fences because, I mean, she was the main actress oh, yeah. in that film. With but that, with that, that's not crowd scene. Now let me stop. <laughs> right, but but they nominated her in supporting. So right. I, I feel it may have been a strategic thing to make sure she got it, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I just found that interesting. Could have been. Because like, I actually mm-hmm. I want to say I felt that way too. I can't remember what the categories was that year, but. Actress, I feel like it was a shoe-in for someone that year, but actress, and I feel like if she was in that, she wouldn't have got it. I can't remember who was in the best actress category that year, but I remember feeling like it, she was a guarantee to win in supporting versus actress. I gotta, I would have to double, um, go back and look into it, but yeah, probably strategic, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... That's it for what's hot in these blogs. Tune into the Oscars tonight to see Beyonce do what she do and inspire us with a powerful song, Be Alive. Um, we're going to get ready to get into, actually, instead of doing um, what blows mine for today, I want to do something a little bit uh, different. Since we have my good homie, Anita, Oh, I was waiting for what blows mine. Oh yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. And then we gonna we gonna we gonna spin the block on what I was just about to say. But let's let's get into what blows mine. Let's get that theme music popping off. Shut up. 
What blows mine? It's the part of the show we say we get under our skin, works our nerves. What's that one thing people do that just have you like, bruh? Really? 646-716-8544. That's the number to call. Press 1 right now, right now, right now. Anita Jones, we're going to kick it off with you. What blows yours? What blows mine? What blows mine is people who do not have the ability to take ownership over their actions. Mm. That blows mine. Yeah. It blows mine, right? Because when you're incapable of doing that, then you're on the opposite side of growth, and it just blows mine. Like, man, you just don't really understand what you're missing out if you're able to look in the mirror and say, okay, it is me, and what can I do to fix it? Yeah. Blows yeah. mine. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday about um, – because they, they just rekindled a relationship with, with a long-lost, like, I'm saying long-lost, but, like, family member that they haven't spoken to in forever. And it was just a matter of, like, uh, a miscommunication type of thing. And the person was telling me, like, all, all that that person had to do was just talk to them and let them know. And they was basically saying, if I love you, I'm going to take accountability for the part that I play in the situation and, you know, and so we can move, move past it. So, yeah. Word up. All right. I'm trying to think. Do I have something? Do you have anything else? Uh, with regards to what, blow, what blows, what blows mine, mine, a lot of things blows my, you know, what else, you know, uh, another thing that blows minds is uh, how could people live in, you know, people that live in filth, you know, and what I mean by that is people that don't show love to the space that they're in, you know, yeah. how could you live disgustingly? How could you live so nasty in your own space, in your own right. home? That blows right. minds. Go on right. out there and get that broom and and, and 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 uh well I don't know if I should bring that that name up but I know I used to watch the Cosby Show and that you know that part when he had the mop and he's like shovel and slap shovel and slap come on now shovel and, and, and Rudy was skating across the shovel come on shovel and slap that thing get that for some uh attention. Listen, regardless of anything, the Cosby Show was powerful for uh, for our community. Like, that show was educational. It was informative. Yeah, so that part. Shovel and slap that thing. <laughs> Yo, I, I feel the same way because I feel like there's times where, like, my room could look a little crazy when I'm packing to go somewhere or if I'm, like, looking for something to wear and then, like, I got mad clothes thrown on my bed. And it feels, like, cluttered. Like, and when it's clean, compared to when it's clean, you feel so much better. You feel so much, like, like a clear space is a clear mind, I guess. Like, so I, I, I can't even understand how people could just, like, live in that and just be in that 
especially when you can help it. It's one thing if you can't help it. But when you can right. help it and you have the resources, it's like, <laughs> come on now. It's like, and, the, and, it's, and the broom is staring right at you. It's just sitting there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just staring at you like, yeah, right. you bought me just to chill. Good. I ain't got no work to do as a right. broom. I'm just going to stand here and watch you as a broom. As a mop. Good. I ain't got to do shit to live. Just put me in a corner and keep me in a bucket. If you don't put some bleach and water in there and get to work, get your ass down, excuse my French on your hands and knees and give it a scrub a dub dub, you'll feel much better. Clutter clutters the mind. It does. Not only that, but mold and all types of things, you can put your health at risk living in that. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not like a skit on uh on Instagram. You know how people be putting like the mouth the mouth their mouth on stuff on objects and make it seem like it's talking. <laughs> we should do it. We should do it. A listener said Instagram blows theirs. Someone else says how your mm. space looks is a reflection of what you are feeling inside often. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna conclude it because I don't. I, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> but I I second everything you just said. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna wrap that up, and we're gonna get ready to wrap this show up. Um. Be sure to follow us though on social media at Hollywood and friends on Instagram. If you not on Instagram, if you only on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hollywood and friends radio, uh, follow me at I am Hollywood. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Anita, where can people find you? Find me at made it off the elevator LLC on IG. You can tune in. YouTube, Eat the Nugget Sundays, and that's B, Made It Off the Elevator, LLC. You can also find me on, uh, what's the other social, it's so many, you know. You just so many. It's so you know? many. <laughs> it's so <laughs> many, you just start it's getting TikTok confused. Is you can find me on LinkedIn. Twitter is, uh, TikTok is Twitter, is uh Facebook is Black People Meet. <laughs> IG, the new one. What's that new one? Clubhouse. Very Clubhouse. interesting, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one yeah. giant group chat. Right. Well, also, it allows you to create a speaker's platform. Depending on how you look at it, you know Clubhouse. So they go, know, they going somewhere with that. Did you know Facebook, like they usually do, kind of jack the idea a little bit? Did you notice their new feature? It's similar to Clubhouse, no, where you could create a, You could create a room, and it's like a voice situation. Looks just like Clubhouse. Wow. And you could be the speaker. You could have like um, people join the room, and you have discussions. I forget what they what they call theirs, 
but it's it's almost just like Clubhouse. Wow. Yeah. They stay uh trying to get get everybody to stay on that one platform, I tell you that. <laughs> Anytime somebody has a feature, like look at Snapchat for instance. Snapchat was the platform for ten second short clips and then look, here come Facebook with theirs and here come Instagram implementing that feature, IG stories, like y'all just jack a whole scenario like nah we gonna we gotta keep them here. Keep them on one platform. <laughs> stay in the race. Stay in the race. That's it. Um uh last but not least, we digress a little bit, but uh follow up producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram, Facebook and no, I'm bugging. I'm acting like I'm talking about my page. <laughs> at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. B L U is how you spell blue. And also YouTube.com slash Hampton Blue. We got some video versions of the Hollywood and Friends podcast up there, a bunch of other things. And now to what I was going to say earlier, since I have the homie Anita Jones on, I want to end the show because she is a motivational speaker, and she does uh, Eat the Nugget Sundays where she drop gems and, you know, stuff like that to keep you going, keep you motivated, give you things to think about. So I want to end the show with a nugget. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, H. Wood, for giving me this opportunity to do this. I also want to clarify that Made It Off the Elevator LLC is a personal and professional development company where we motivate, penetrate hearts, and change lives, right? And so the idea is it's a metaphor for me actually making it off the elevator literally because H. Wood and I, we was born and raised in the same project building, 2940, shout out to 31st, and I made it off that elevator. And a lot of people don't get the opportunity to make it off the elevator, And so being that I have made it off the elevator, I feel like it is my position. It is is what God has put me here to to motivate people to get to where they want to be in life. And so the nugget for today is, I just want to start off with this, don't allow that negative chatter to impact your performance. people like you and I that come from so so much adversity, we, I'm sure, and others, right, because not everybody rides up on an elevator, not everybody comes from the same specific type of adversity, but everyone does experience adversity. Don't let that negative chatter, those ideas, those thoughts that come in your mind, y'all know what I'm talking about, when it says you can't. You can't do it or fearful of it, push past that, right? Take other phrases to replace those negative thoughts that you have because you are capable of doing it and you are capable of getting to where you want to be in life because everybody has something deep down inside that they want to accomplish. And so today I'm telling you to kick past that negative chatter, you know, Actually look at it, unpack it, look in the mirror, see why, talk to yourself if you have to, why you're having this chat up, because it is normal, 
and find some interventions to prevent that negative chatter from actually living out in your life. Mm-hmm. Tap, tap, tap in. Nugget for the day. That part. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Take that. Go have it with your brunch on this Sunday. And uh, we'll be back next week. Same place, same time. Thank you for listening, however you're listening. Tune in, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Pandora, iTunes, however. Appreciate you. And we out. That's so.